hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 30 of the Two Twos podcast. I am Nana. And I am Rose. And together we are Two Bang. And we have a special guest. This is our first international guest. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself. Hi. 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 My name is Bao. Okay, Amara, but everybody calls me Amarian, so my name is Amarian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember that time everyone used to call me Romarian? Remember? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because <laughs> of your hair. Because of your hair. Oh, my hair, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just said to myself Amarian because I love them. Omarian as a growing child. Mm-hmm. Years later, I have Amarian. Okay, so tell us about what you do, where you live, you know. I live in Nigeria. Yes! <laughs> I love the way Nigerians say Niger- Nigeria. Me too, Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria. Okay, so, I currently stay in Abuja, mm. the Abuja side of Nigeria. Uh, I, I have plans to move around, but for right now, I'm in Abuja. What I do, I... I don't know what I do. <laughs> I don't know what I do. Last year I was a farmer. I was farming. Um, I had a poultry, which closed down or which we closed down. My girlfriend and I own a farm in Nigeria, but we had wow. to close down towards the end of last year because it was taking so much of our lives and we didn't have time to do other things and be young. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm just waiting for something to start doing me because I've done so much in life that I'm tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's about your YouTube channel. My uh my YouTube. Oh my god. So I have a YouTube channel, just Amarian TV. And it's been it's been like some sort of an online diary that's been with me since my college day. Because I was very well I say depressed in college and writing, blogging, making videos about my life kind of like helped me process things Mm. so um i have a youtube channel that has just been a diary i don't shit there about my life and currently (laughs) over time it began to it began to gain um attention from people and people said right to me oh i i stumbled upon your channel i noticed you said you like girls so can you please talk more about that i decided to just focus my attention on that because it was beginning to make some real life impact. That was one thing I love about talking about mm-hmm. my attraction. A lot of people write me. It's so beautiful. I feel like I have friends all over. <laughs> I can imagine because people, I think you're the only person I know that lives in Nigeria and you're just, just you, you're just free. Yeah, you're just out like in public with it. I think. Yeah. It's, so, it's something you don't normally find in Nigeria. And I, I think I'll attribute that to the fact that I left to study abroad and um, the fact that I think my parents fucked me up a little bit when I was growing up. <laughs> We've been there. We've all been there. We've been a little bit fucked up by our parents. <laughs> yeah, my, my parents did a number on me. So I kind of um, ran away from them growing up. Just I ran. I had to leave everything I believed in and just run away. Mm. And that gave me some kind of freedom to explore life for myself and have my own personal convictions to things. So yeah, I think my bravery comes from the fact that I had a break to leave. Nigeria is such a bully as a country. Nigeria wow. is a bully. 
Why you bully your 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 beliefs, your opinions, your yeah. acara, your sexual? Nigeria will bully you and shame you for every. Yeah. It's not one person. It's everybody. It's the mango tree. It's how are you managing? Like, so how are you managing being open in a same-sex relationship, and where everyone's just judging you? How do you manage? Honestly, I have skin layers and layers thick and layers. skin. Yeah. yeah. God, I have so many layers of skin. Yeah. And I think the fact that the person I'm doing this with or the person I'm also doing this with and for mm-hmm. is someone that is my best friend, someone I really do care about and someone that gives so much for me and so much to me. Yeah, so, that's amazing. That it makes it worth it, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. It makes everything worth it because yeah. I come back home and She's home, so yeah, I really want to. So nice. Yeah, that's lovely. I, love I get that. it. I get it. Well, I, I maybe not get it whole, you know, fully because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in Nigeria, but I get the love aspect of it. Um, I, w- I wanted to know where did you study? I studied in Cyprus. Oh, oh that's different. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say London or the US. Yeah. Nah, I didn't go far. I went to Cyprus. Okay. I stayed there for like three and a half years i stayed seven semesters so yeah three and a half years but before then i've been in nigeria all through my life yeah all through, so in a way nigeria actually raised me nigeria raised me actually but cyprus gave me the break i needed to just mm-hmm. be away from the bullying the shaming the, the mm-hmm. necessary stress like just that break it gave me and it was a period of time where I was just forming into a person of my own. I was forming into an adult for myself. That period of time was everything. Yeah. So before you went to Cyprus, were you um, just living as yourself out or were you, did you have to be more closets? <laughs> <laughs> before Cyprus, I was just... I was a lot of things. I was a failure, according to my family. Mm-hmm. I was, I was the most hated child. I was going. I was getting over parental abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse. By getting over, I mean my father got sick some way along the line of like being an abusive dad. He got sick, so that gave us a break. That gave me a break because I felt most of the heat. I was. I'm the first daughter of an Igbo family. My father didn't really like the fact that I was a female child. He, he was expecting a male child. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. My mom gave birth to me and that just kind of, I don't know. I really don't know the story. I just, yeah. the story is so useless. It's, it's very lot of traditional type of thinking. Yeah. You know? yeah. Very old way mm-hmm. of thinking. Yeah. So I didn't really have much before my time outside Nigeria. I just, I was battling a lot, but I was also reading a lot and watching a lot of foreign movies. Yeah. I had a life. I had a different life for my physical life. Yeah. When I'm done with the day, I'll go to my bed and I will live my own imaginary life and do what I want to do in real life. Mm. I think, been living for Cyprus, working so hard and yeah, and making money also because if, when I was able to afford like an apartment, afford to pay my own bills, I had the freedom, freedom. to make money. 
conversations and yeah. just see what I think that that is that has a lot to do with it. Like if you're stuck under yeah. your parents' roof, there's no there's that no really room. Helped. There's no room. So when you have when you're making your own money, you know you can live your life how you want to live it. So that is I'm glad that. Yeah. And in Nigeria, it's so extreme that your parents pay for everything. It's their house. It's mm. their it's everything. So if you if you, you cannot just come out and say, "Oh, I'm gay," they will throw you out of your house. Yes. Your yeah, because right. I understand that in Africa, you don't leave the house until you get married, until you become somebody else's property. You know, <laughs> so it just goes from one you know authoritative figure to another kind of. Um, yes. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Women are kind of furnitures. They are. I don't know what they call them, just a piece of property. It's property, like almost. Mm. Yeah, mm. property. Your yeah. father's house, your husband's house. There's no place where you own yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. That is the whole thing that growing up, being an adult, making money, being able to afford to just not be my father's child and not be a person's wife. Yeah. yeah. Myself. Yeah. That, that has been a lot. That's been everything, honestly. Wow. Any girl asks me, what should I do to be able to be myself? I tell her, start walking. Just start walking. Make yeah. your own It's true, you know. Yeah. yeah. Presence, you know. Because a lot, a lot of places, I think that um, your, your value, a woman's value, whether she's a good, you know, mother, wife, daughter, it's never just about her being an individual. So yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that you got out of that. Me too. That is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's quite courageous because, I don't, I, like I said, I don't think I know anyone in Nigeria has done, <laughs> has done what you've done. Like, everyone is, like, all the, all, all the Nigerians that I know that live there, that are gay and whatever, mm-hmm. they, they might have a, a boyfriend just to cover things up or maybe they just not, they can't be themselves freely, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you. So I think it's good. Even your channel is going to inspire them as well to, like, just want to be themselves. I know it's even possible. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it was revolutionary, I think. Yeah. Like, definitely. Yeah. I know. So how yeah. do you identify? We didn't ask you. How do you identify? We like to, you know, we don't want to assume anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am really not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, I don't see yourself on that's big on labels. Big on labels, right. Yeah. 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 Not, not identified as anything. I've just been, okay i've just been so fluid in life and open and okay with everything not everything but open mm. to everything so okay. i identify as female so my pronouns are she her yeah of course right now that might change who knows yeah you don't know but sometimes i think of myself being 45 years old man so wild <laughs> Honestly, I had that dream even yesterday. I had it yesterday. I, I was thinking about it this evening of what that dream could mean. Maybe one day I'll be 45 and I'll be a man. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Anything is possible, you know. So. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. Not a man, man. Maybe I'll probably have no boobs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, possible. that's something I'm also thinking about. So, but right now, I'm female. I identify as female. Um... I used to always say I'm pansexual, I love people, I like people, but right now I say I'm a lesbian. I say it colorfully, I say it loudly. I say it. I'm, sc- I'm, I'm very quick to scream it or say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yes, I'm a lesbian. Oh, I'm a lesbian. Like, 
lesbian is like salt. I add it to everything right now. <laughs> everything. I, saw, I saw you put on your Instagram that um, some people, they were like, they'll message you privately to show you some support. But really, you see them doing else, other things online at the same time. Like, is, that, is that something that happens all the time? Yeah, even with people that are close to me, my friends, yeah. they'll send me things and tell me, oh, um, my, my brother made this joke around me. Oh my God, he's so stupid. Did you tell him he's so stupid though? Or are you just telling yeah. me he's stupid? Like, I don't understand the point of, first of all, sending me the extra knowledge of this person was being homophobic around me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know how that was for me. You don't, know if, if, you don't know if that is triggering for me. You just send it for You just send your shit to me and then you don't tell me your stand or what you did. Yeah correct the moment or to educate that person in the moment you just want me to know that this person is saying this thing okay i feel like it's just a way to, for them to talk to you maybe it's just a way for them to open conversation but it's so pointless oh. isn't it it's so pointless yeah that's unnecessary very yeah. very unnecessary and the one to okay there's this one time i reached out to a friend of mine in another state in nigeria and i wanted to go over there somewhere in potakot i wanted to go there because they had some they had beautiful scenes and photographers like i take a lot of pictures so i really wanted to travel and take pictures and just explore nigeria so i reached out to her i i, I asked if she could host me um just a place to stay i'll figure out myself my feeling and she was like oh yeah that would be nice i really like you as a person but i live with my parents and you're not really the kind of person that wow <laughs> uh, she kept on saying i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but she hasn't probably said anything to her parents to educate them all of them never come up, they, they never confront their parents, they never say anything. She's not the only one. I have friends who also tell me, oh, my parents are this way, so you can't come to my house. Wow. But you don't do anything to change their narrative. You don't do anything to educate them. You don't say anything. You're so scared of confronting them because you don't even want to be, you don't want them to even know you're associated with me. Mm-hmm. But you, so it's just a different, it's, it's the jungle out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how does that make you feel? Like I, I feel like maybe you're lucky that you have your best friend and girlfriend on the one, so you can you you don't really need them that. Much. I mean, you think it's nice to have a friends, but you yeah. don't really need to rely on their support because yeah. you have the support at home at the end of the day. On the on, on our good days, on, on my good days, it's okay. I don't really care. But on those bad days, maybe something's going on in my relationship. I really want to talk to someone that will probably be objective and get it yeah you know all your friends you are probably dealing with their own dose of homophobia you do not know how to talk to them about your relationship because they, they first have this layer of hmm is this just a lesbian thing or uh the same here yeah don't take it seriously do you? yeah it's the same <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that that um consciousness that you don't have support from outsiders you mm-hmm. don't have support from family from friends which on our good days is okay but on our bad days which i mean everybody have bad days on our bad days when you want you know the extra layer of villagers that will help you get through and there's yeah. nobody there because they don't even believe you guys should be together right mm-hmm. yeah bad that's that is the sort of the fundamental thing as i think i think even for um for us here as well it can be like that where you know your straight friends don't see your 
a relationship as important or they don't they don't mm. take it seriously and so even trying to get advice from them is very very hard do you know what I mean but do you have any queer friends in Nigeria you do yeah do we do we have queer friends in Nigeria babe I can't think of anybody right now wow <laughs> wow <laughs> me out. do we even have friends in Nigeria <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some cool, some cool ones online, you know, on Instagram. I've seen them popping up. Yeah, we have, we have, we have one. We have one. Just we have one. Okay. Okay. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen some on Instagram. Like, some of them follow me online. Like, some of the, like, masculine presenting ones. Ooh. I see them too. There's actually a lot in Nigeria. I think there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Nigeria is a very beautiful and big place. I feel like people say Nigeria, Nigeria, and expect is this really small place. No, no, it's even bigger than here. Yeah. It's yeah. So much. And I think that's my thing with square Nigerians, is the fact that when you look around, you see that we are everywhere. So imagine if everybody can come out. We will take out the... We'll take over the entire country. The numbers will be so much. Yeah. Like, you could actually, yeah. like, that law that is there, you could just overturn that law. <laughs> we are everywhere. We are everywhere. Like, we are everywhere. We're in the slave houses. We're in House of Rep. We're everywhere. If not because they are all closeted, we're supposed to be making changes that will affect us and help us, you know, just grow and exist. But the thing is, everybody's scared. Everybody's afraid. Everybody is so, oh... So what is the actual law? Like, what's the law? The official thing? Okay, the law is you don't get married in Nigeria. You Mm. don't um, organize uh, things. I think my understanding of the law is you don't organize events or things, weddings, that would um, show solidarity to LGBT. Is it? Yeah, you don't know no organized events mm-hmm. um like pride or yeah social like social gatherings kind of thing and all of that and i think something there's also something there for people who who um make the whole event come to place like the vendors the food and wow. all of that if you're associated with an event or a wedding that is gay or homosexual you're you're supposed to be going to jail according to the law. Mm-hmm. No display of affection. You can be arrested in public for kissing. You, you no, you can. You will be arrested. Really? <laughs> you will be. Exactly. And if you're not arrested, concerned citizens will harass you. You can be beaten up. You can be stoned to death. You can. For your safety, just don't try it. So if you two go out now, you're not really gonna hold hands down the streets. Ooh, I do right. hold hands because I feel safer holding my girlfriend's hand than not holding her hand because ugh, my god I just feel safer that knowing that she's so close to me because mm-hmm. anything's yeah. about to go. <laughs> about that kissing? You can't kiss. <laughs> we do we kiss in pub? No, we, we don't most times. We don't. Depending on how we're feeling, if we feel safe in a, in an environment kiss and we are okay we feel safe but when we don't feel safe oh my god we first of all leave yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you must be you must leave so when you went to ghana you went there for afro nation mm-hmm. what was the like difference between the two <laughs> okay. uh I, I i can't really say much that i experienced 
because we spent most of our time in the hotel room. After that, we went to the concert ground. So at the concert ground, everywhere is dark. People are a lot of people, so nobody really cares. Everybody's getting drunk. Yeah, nobody you know, cares. Passing. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares. At the party, nobody cares. So, but we didn't really experience what it feels like being um, just a day-to-day member of society, walking down the street, holding hands, kissing, and seeing the reaction of people. So I wouldn't really say what um, the queer experience is in Ghana. I just know it was, I had a good time. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're so upset we missed out. We wanted to come, but we missed we missed it. Last year, right? Yeah. We oh. went the year before. Ooh, where was that held? We went, we went to um, Afrochella. Mm, okay. I think it was in um, El Wack Studio in Accra. So we went there. And yeah, yeah we, had, it was fun. we had a good time. Yeah. Nice. When last you come to Nigeria? Oh, Nigeria. I was going to come this year, but coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Fellow Shrine, so I, w- I would go. I would go to Nigeria. I want to go, to, but we don't know where to. If we come to Nigeria, we don't know where to go. Like which area we should be staying in. Well, Lagos. Oh, we go, don't everyone go Lagos? Where everywhere, Lagos, Abuja, Potakot, Benin, anywhere and everywhere you can find, you stay there. Nigeria is every part of Nigeria is different. So if you're open to the experience. Just go all out and experience Nigeria to the fullest as much as you can. The thing is, I've been to Nigeria before. I went to Nigeria for two months, but at the time mm. I was younger then. I went to Nigeria, I was maybe I was about 11 or 12 at the mm. time, and now I'm 29. So that was a long time, that was a long time ago. <laughs> and I haven't been as an adult before, so I would like to go. And obviously, I went with my parents. What can I do when I'm with my parents, yeah. you know? So, yeah. This time, I would like to go as an adult and have some fun because it looks like Nigeria. You people are living your best life. It looks like you got people it are having look fun. Lit, <laughs> it, look, it looks pretty lit in Nigeria. It is. It's just our government. Our government is not trying for us, but mm-hmm. the country itself is great. The environment, the weather, to some extent, the people. The people are great, but the country, the the things you guys have that is just so basic and normal, like having your life twenty four seven. You yeah. know, I have. So oh. much Right now, I'm I'm anxious. I'm in a state of constant. I might take the light. Yeah, they might take the light. I can go dark anytime. Is it is it there a um advanced warning that is going to turn off? No, <laughs> no it's like in Ghana. Is there any advanced warning in Ghana? No, it just goes off. <laughs> but in Ghana, it's, it's um it's scheduled, so you know that it's going to turn off. Yeah, Ghana. Excuse me. But now there's no light off in Ghana. I mean, when we went there, there was small, small light off. But I think it was by accident. But they're not supposed to be. Did you say by accident? But in Nigeria, they, they purposely turn it off, is it? They, they pur- never, ne- like, purposely turns off the light. Honestly, I've been here for, like, 26 years. I do not know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. We keep asking. Nobody's answering. I don't know what happens. We just know the light can just go for weeks. Sometimes hey, weeks. Huh? <laughs> Last week we had no light. When the rain starts, they take their lights and they can just keep it for like a week or two. And then they'll give you complaints that oh the rain brought down the wires. Oh, oh please. Oh please. That is wow. I'm shocked. <laughs> yes. That's why everyone has a generator and like stuff like that. But that must cause that must be expensive. It's expensive, it's not even healthy because the noise, 
Mm. Imagine if you're living in a place where you have a lot of neighbors, everybody has a generator, and when the light goes off, everybody with their generator it's on. It's too much. Yeah. And the fume in the air just pollutes the. I mean, it's not even nice. It's not safe at all. Mm-hmm. At all. And you guys, so what's your, what's your, is your future? Do you plan your future since being in Nigeria? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I know my girlfriend is giving me side eye. I can't see her right now <laughs> because she wants to leave this country and she wants to leave this country now. <laughs> she doesn't. Wow, wow. The reason why she's here, she came back because of me. But the thing is, I really, I, I, I don't want to be here for forever because I really know realistically I can't raise a child in this country. I can't. I want to have children and it's not even safe. I'm going to be paranoid every day. They're going to be bullied in school because they have two moms. No, 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 no. I don't want that. But I also, I also grew up here. I I was a child here. I was a teenage girl here. I can relate to this place. I can relate to the kids around. I can relate to the young girls around. I, no matter where I go to, because I've, I've been, a, I've been away and I remember the feeling of feeling like I need to go and say something to a young girl in Nigeria. And I don't want to leave. Mm. And like there's a part of me that is here, that's still here. It's always going to be home, that's why. Yeah, but there's something that I really need to fulfill. Is there a sense of for, responsibility there for you? Yeah, for the younger person I've been. I told you, I, I mentioned earlier, I went through a lot of pain and I went through a lot as a growing child. And every time, every night, I, has, I just imagine a, a teenage child, a teenage girl just going through that same thing or something similar and knowing that she just missed a little bit more information. She just needs a little bit more of this. That's why I'm so loud in saying, oh, oh, I'm lesbian, oh, I'm that, because there's just somebody that just needs to hear that. And it's not just about being a lesbian or about my sexuality. It's the freedom of it. It's the freedom of knowing that as a female child in Nigeria, as a female child in an Igbo home in Nigeria, you can, you can yeah, do anything you yeah. want to do. Like, I think okay, a lot of, um, our, our good friend is Igbo as well, so she would love to hear this. Yeah. yeah. Igbo people, hi, we have on that problem. Igbo people are just traumatized, man. <laughs> but you know, Igbo culture, we, we, we did a podcast before with an Igbo guy, but he lives in London, and he told us that in Igbo culture, before women used to marry each other. Yeah. You know, I, you know the funny thing? I mentioned something so similar in a video I published today on my YouTube channel. It's a culture in Igbo land where if, um, although I don't really like to pull these examples with people because it's a patriarchal definition of women loving women. It's a culture in Igbo land where um, if a man gives birth to just a child and the child is female and there's this obligation of considering the father's name mm-hmm. the generational name right, yeah. he has to marry wives and these wives have to go out and get pregnant by random men or selected men and the babies from this mar- um from these pregnancies will continue the father's name of yeah. you know the marrying so it wasn't really a platform of okay you're free to pick a bride as a female it was just um an expression of culture where when a male child is not there, mm-hmm. a female child has to assume the gender role of a male child. 
Okay. There was not much freedom in that expression. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really because yeah, they were dead. Lesbian. No, it was because of patriarchy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But to bring it down to our modern day women loving women, I just, I think it's, I, I think it's a, it's an example that shames the whole narrative that, um, a woman and a woman together is so un-African that it cannot be thought of. Like it's so, it's so foreign. It's a Western. Yeah. But it's been happening. It's been happening. Yeah. yeah. It's been happening in other ways, in other expression, in other. It's just now we want freedom attached to reach to. We don't want it to happen because men want it to happen, or yeah. because there's inadequacy of a man or, or lack of a man. We want it to happen because we want it to happen. I think that's the whole thing of feminism. Women want to be able to do things because they want to do them, not because yeah. it's expected or because a man said they should do that. Mm-hmm. You get everything just like Yeah. 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 So right now, would you say there is like a, like over here, if we, if we want to meet more black gay people, we'll go to like a black gay rave or whatever so what do nigerians do if they want to find other lesbians do do they go on tinder (laughs) that would be the way to go (laughs) i honestly i honestly don't know i don't know but i feel like it's just normal parties where how did you meet your your partner (laughs) what do you say I ran into her in school. She punched me one of those days where just strangers and she just accidentally punched me. <laughs> yeah, but in Nigeria, I think just um, social media. Social media helps nowadays. I think yeah. like social media is number one hookup. Um, arena. in Nigeria. Social media, um, parties. There are now people who on their own throw parties and. You yeah. know, because the inner circle friends know that this person is this, this person is About that. So you know that you come mm-hmm. exactly a safe place for queer people because you know that person is queer. So it's just. Have you heard of um, New Harvest? Huh? New New Harvest. Have you heard of it? No. What's so our, 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 some of our friends they um, throw parties in Nigeria, and it's. Obviously, they don't call it a gay rave. All-inclusive party. Yeah. So, like, at their party, you will like it. Trust me, you will like this party. Yeah, you will love it. (laughs) So they do the party. They they normally do it about two or three times a year. So they come, they leave London, they go to Nigeria to do the party. And it's always very good. Lots of people go. So you should... I'll send you the Instagram page so you can see. I'll be looking for that yeah so it's like there's queer people there there's i think there's just people that are open-minded about life they're all there yeah that's so nice that's and they pick good news the music looks like it's good they have arts they have exhibitions there as well yeah, it looks really good like really really good so yeah if anyone is from nigeria is listening new harvest check out new harvest yeah really be send me that yeah, I think I think they normally have the parties in Lagos. I think is it Lagos they do it? Of course it's Lagos, of course. Nigerian people, Abuja no, not Nigerian. Abuja people, I don't know what's wrong with them. They don't do cool things. But Lagos, <laughs> see why I say that move soon. Lagos, Lagos, Lagos is where these parties at. 
Lagos. Yeah. So, what do you, when you want to go out, do you go out to Lagos? Oh. Isn't it far from Abuja anyway? Yeah, how far is it? It's, it's like um, an hour flight. Oh, wow. And my road is... <laughs> my road is a whole day. Oh, my oh, that's God. Too long, so you can't be going there all the time to go nah. out. No, you don't go there all the time. You go there when you're prepared. And Lagos is so full. It's, it's filled with people. So it has so much to be anxious about. And I can't just deal with Lagos. Abuja is quite... Abuja is, yeah, it's very more structured than Lagos. Lagos is filled with people. Filled. Mm. Is Abuja more like country, less city? Abuja is just a bunch of... Lots of trees. <laughs> really? There are plants around? I've not noticed. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, baby's saying Abuja is like a plant city. It's a very structured. There are plants set in place. The market is somewhere. The, the field is somewhere. Lagos is more... You, you can find anything anywhere. Yeah, Lagos is packed. It looks like it's packed. Mm, yeah. Uh, very packed. Abuja is more of a, you know, more plan. You have more structure. People have better sense. Let me add that there. People have more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the road is less stressful to get around. There's less traffic, less people, mm-hmm. less cars. So less this, like, maybe because you live in Abuja, maybe that's why you don't know, like, all the hangout spots. Because maybe it's all in Lagos. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. so. I think there are a lot of open and out square people in Lagos. Because okay. since I said vocal, mm-hmm. I think so. A lot of people have followed me from Lagos since I started being so vocal about my same-sex sexuality, my relationship and my sexuality. So I think a lot of people in Lagos are really doing a good job. I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's interesting. Sometimes we see there was a guy, he was a governor's son for, I don't know if he's Abuja or Lagos, I don't know where he lives, from Nigeria. I met him in a party here. And I said, oh, what are you doing? It was a gay party. And I said, oh, what are you doing here? He said, ah, oh, when I'm here, I can be myself. He was like doing all this, hey, you know. But he said, when he goes to Nigeria, he has to do macho man. He can't do like how he normally is. So he said he comes like maybe like once a month or so, so just so he can be free. Wow. And because he's a governor's son, so I asked him, like, so who's the governor? And he said, oh, please, please. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to tell me. He asked me about Nigerians and um, just Nigerian parents. Everything they give to you, I don't know, maybe some people experience different, I don't know. But everything they give to you is just as long as you do what they want, as long yeah. as you're, you're a model child. If you go outside of that setting that guidelines they will Mm. cut you off so i'm very sure for him to stay fed and for him to stay housed Mm -hmm. yeah he has to exactly so what what is it like with you and your parents what's the relationship like there now i have no parents (laughs) i have no parents according to them owned me but I disowned them way before they disowned me. Yeah (laughs) that's the energy energy yeah 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 all right yeah, there's no there's no support coming from that end. We hardly talk. I, in fact, I've not said one word to my dad all through this year. All wow. through. That's the teacher that was on the last day of last year. 
Mm-hmm. And I've made a conscious effort. Even when I run into him, I just have a straight face and I walk past him and I say nothing. Wow. Nothing. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's very brave of you to do that. Yeah. Right. I had to. I had to because... Oh, I had to. I just had wow. to. I think, do you think it makes a difference if, like, if they've got, if there's, if someone's rich? I feel like, so some, when I see some of the gay people, it seems like they're able to be more free because maybe they've got, like, money. For yes, example, yes, yes. Bob Risky. For example. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bob Risky can be trans and, like, do all the stuff that they do, but I feel like it's because of the money. Yeah, no one can really touch her because of the money. Yes. Yeah, and Nigeria is a, is, is a place that has a lot of, um, excuse me the word, hungry people. So um, a lot of people won't even be genuine with you if they know they can get money from you. They really don't. A lot of people actually don't care in Nigeria. They don't care. They just, they just want to survive. So if you know they have something like getting from you, they, they honestly do not care. Mm-hmm. So, and wow. I'm very sure all our neighbors know about my girlfriend and I. I'm very sure they know we are together because we look like a couple, we act like a couple, we yeah. function as a couple. So, but they they don't care. Most of us will come to our house to ask for things. They do not care mm-hmm. as long as you can own your own ground. Yeah, some people, most people don't care except those mad ones. Mm-hmm. Those ones like they have a right or they're entitled to something mm-hmm. well that that shows that there's still some sort of light in the tunnel for some people because yeah. it's like you, you guys are able to exist and so i'm sure there's others as well and people just, yeah. not everyone is bad like not everyone is trying to call the police on you and stuff mm. not everyone is trying to attack you or- yeah i just wanted i wanted to ask that as well have you ever been in a situation where it's gotten like someone's gotten aggressive or violent no Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, no, I've I've been in situations where I've just felt like, okay, there's been there's like a gathering of men saying some things I don't understand, and they are looking at me and pointing at me, and I just you know keep walking. Time to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've never really, I've never been in a situation when someone physically confronted me or my girlfriend or tried to cause trouble or start trouble. And we are not really, I have to put it out there, we are all, we are very, I don't know, maybe it's a conscious, I don't know if my girlfriend, I think it's a conscious effort. We are not always outside. We are very anxious, we are very, very, very anxious about being outside or going outside or staying outside for so long. We are, mm-hmm. The safest place we exist or feel is this house, this place. Yeah. yeah. Girls, we hardly and my girlfriend, she does most of her job at home. She's a programmer, which is good. I'm very oh, good. Oh, that's good. Wow. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a good one. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so she gets most of her projects. She does most of her projects. She responds to her clients. She attends to them from the comfort of our home. So she doesn't have to go out. Mm-hmm. I had the farm. I had the whole farm thing. And farming didn't really give me time to like go out and be all up in people's face or things like that i was just with the beds and with the farm minding my business and every time there was exchange of products exchange of eggs or meat or something like that it didn't take me being in a social setting it just needed me to hand over to the next supply guy mm-hmm. so my um line of work line of income for the past 
few years hasn't really been one that has been in a social setting. I've not really worked with a boss or had a boss. I don't think I've ever worked under anyone. Wow, that's good. Yeah. I've always just worked in a self-employed setting. Mm-hmm. All true. And now I think the only thing now that we're trying to go out to do is after Corona, before Corona, actually, we're trying to go out and do our national youth service. I don't know if you guys know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We wear the green trousers. (laughs) (laughs) But we couldn't continue with that because of the pandemic. But after that, we're trying to go out. We both want to get that done with. So I think that would be a whole different experience. So how does that go? Does that um you do you leave home for a year? Is it? Yeah. If you don't post you in a place where you have home, yeah, you leave your state, you go to the next state and serve. Mm-hmm. But we are hoping that they post us to Abuja or we look for a way to redeploy back to Abuja because we have a home here and we love our home, our little yeah. cozy home. Yeah. <laughs> when we come to Nigeria, we have to visit. We have to visit your home. We have to definitely. That's what I was say. Yeah. <laughs> We have to link up. Yeah, we of course, of course, you do. You will. I'll send you. You guys as well. If you guys come to London, you can come through as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Hopefully, I know for babe for sure. I know for sure she would be the one that would leave me soon and travel. There's so many opportunities as well. As, as, as she's a programmer as well. Like, you can go anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Already been sought out in the US. Like, wow. she's already, like, that wants her right now in the US to come and work. And it's just the whole pandemic that's delaying the whole process. Mm-hmm. But if not for the pandemic, she'll probably not be here with me. So. <laughs> but you're even happy. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a a little blessed in disguise, isn't it? Yeah. And before the pandemic, she was um, a lecturer assistant where she worked for how many? She for like five, six, seven years. Five years. How many years, babe? Five years, for like five years. So she's been working with a school for the past five years and she just quit that job by the end of last year and the other company wants her. So now she's uh, all about A boss, a boss. Yeah. I know. I love it. The thing is, it's, it's my, when I'm, another friend moved, we have quite a few friends that have moved to Nigeria. So another one moved, she used to live here and... Um, when I was, she said, wait, I keep asking myself, do you have a girlfriend now? Do you have a girlfriend? And every time she's saying, she said, no, because these girls don't want to work. They want to have sugar mummies. They want to do this. They, or they want to send their girlfriend to get a sugar daddy and live off the sugar daddy as well. Like, she just, she's, she was like, there's lesbians here. I don't, I'm t- I keep telling her there's lesbians there that work. They must be. <laughs> yeah, that's one of also the struggles of lesbians in Nigeria. The fact that the whole economy and the um, majority of work is for guys. So yeah. the thing that I guess I'm empowered the most, I guess most money in the economy is the guys. So imagine a family or a relationship where the two income bringers are female. Mm. You have to both. Yeah, one person is putting themselves in a situation where they have to maybe submit their, some of their power to a, a male gendered person to get some money, have a sugar daddy. Yeah. And that causes some kind of emotional I've seen I've seen that play out for some queer friends of mine, former friends, and yeah. that did not end well or good at it ended in premium tears. Oh. So mm. lesbian relationships have lots of struggles here in Nigeria because of that whole income thing. Yeah. That's why I say if you really want to live your best life, your life, your own life in Nigeria as a female 
<laughs> go out there and start working. Mm-hmm. Work, work as much as everyone. Don't yeah. work less than because you're female. Just work as much as every, the, the highest working person in the room. Yeah. Work the straight way, work the bent way, work every way you can work and make something out of your life because mm. everything depends on that. Everything, everything, your, your, your life, the, the, what's the word again? What's that word for? Stand, your standard of living yeah. depends on that. Quality so of life. Yeah, the quality of your life depends on that. Your lover's sanity, your lover's breath. You know, it's so, it's easier to breathe better knowing that the other person has their shit going on. You have your, you have your shit, you have your shit. It's easier than thinking, okay, this person has to go through this loose and hoops or this person has to answer to a sugar daddy or a a homophobic dad to get money or this or that. We both don't get support from, okay, she gets support from her family. Okay, let me not say we both. She gets, she has some amazing family members. I won't really lie. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. There's still going to be some. That's the thing I think people listening, they should know. Like some of the, some people, maybe whether it's rare or not, some people are going to be there still regardless. Some people are just going to be there. They really don't care. While they will, they will figure out their shit. They will be scared. They will be worried, but they will be there regardless. They will be there and they will be scared. They will be worried right beside you. They won't have to. They won't need to run away from you to go and be scared or to go and be worried. Like my parents, they they, they had to distance me. In fact, they told me not. To, at some point, they told me not not come into their compound or talk to their kids, or they told their, my siblings to stop talking to me because. They don't want me to sting them with my mentality or sting them with my sexuality. <laughs> yeah. So, but there are people who are not going to care. My 16 years old sister still calls me every day and tells me, like, okay, remember when I'm done with my exam, we are going to hang out. I'm like, okay, no yeah. problem. Yeah. She still will be there regardless of what they tell her home. Mm-hmm. So, so there's always going one or two people who do you they see you they know you and they really don't care yeah yeah that's good i feel like when we went to ghana i think it was a bit obvious that we were gay when we went to ghana but <laughs> people just a lot of people didn't care i mean there was one or two occasions where people would be looking but but they didn't care they didn't really care for the but most ghana part as well they mind their business quite so um yeah no one really cares you- yeah, they do mind their business there. They pff, nobody's staring at you. Nobody's yeah. unnecessary attention. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. about their business in Ghana. I noticed that too. That was quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nana was telling me about the um about sugar mummies. Yeah, about you know like when um like kids 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 are in boarding school they have like sugar mummies and sugar daddies who mm-hmm. come and take them out of school for like the weekend and stuff have you ever come across like someone who had a sugar mummy <laughs> in case there's a sugar mummy looking for somebody before, <laughs> before i was looking for one before you know i wanted one <laughs> I wanted I wanted one to fly me out to Nigeria. <laughs> I need one too. Well, I've not. I actually haven't. I haven't. No? Because my, my sister-in-law was telling me about, because she went to boarding school, and she was telling me that there were some, you know, girls that would ha- that had some sugar mummies, you know, at the really? time. Yeah. So I was yeah. shocked. I was so shocked. 
Wow, I did audition and I want to apply. <laughs> Do, uh, me, I'm really wanting. Was it like last year or two years ago? I really wanted to. Sh- <laughs> yeah, same. Two years ago, I wanted a sugar mummy. I wanted somebody to take me around Ghana. You know, you know. Me too. That's me what I wanted. Too. I wanted one last year. Mm. I still do, Loki. <laughs> I kind of had, I had to, um, well, she wasn't like, she wasn't like a sugar mummy, but she was, when I went to Ghana a couple of years mm. ago, she was taking me around and, you know, paying for stuff and, you know what I mean? And then, like, I know she, I knew she likes me, but in the end, like, it just got to a point where she was, she was trying it on a lot. And eventually I gave in because, you know, <laughs> she was taking me around and all of that and paying for stuff. Eventually I gave in, but, you know. That was an experience. <laughs> My God, that must have been nice. <laughs> that was an experience where I just know that I know that they're in Nigeria. They have to be. Yeah. If they're in Ghana, they have to be in Nigeria. Yeah. Ah, ah. My God, they are. There are lots of board housewives, rich board housewives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also heard about that. Are we looking for them on Instagram? Then I'll be I'll be searching for them. <laughs> My God. And they are so secretive about themselves, so they are very careful with who they select and who they pick. It's really a selection. <laughs> because they don't, want, they don't want someone to go and tell their husbands. Or... And their colleagues, and their husband's colleagues, their, their empire, their family. Yeah. They are rich people. Rich people have a lot to lose. Rich that's people. true. And that's what we are looking for. We are looking for rich people, not the broke ones. <laughs> that's what we need. We need the one... Dangote level, no, that Dangote. We need that level. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My God. Uh, even yeah. if Tiwa, Tiwa Savage is oh. what I need. What I need this life. I think Tiwa is a little free, you know. Is it just me that feels like Tiwa is a bit, you know? Mm, I think she could go there, you know. I think she is. She looks, okay, let me not say she looks like one because it's not really a look, but just look at her eyes. She looks like she can give you an experience. Mm. I met her. I met her in um a few months ago, and I was I was trying to do the eye contact. <laughs> I was trying, but at the same time, my friend was working, so we had to be professional. We had to be professional. So me too. I had to act like I'm working. I, even though I wasn't working, I was only there to see her. I had to act professional. Yeah. But I was looking in the eyes to see. If you look at you, like, this is you. was there any looks your way or anything? Do you know what she was looking? But she was obviously, it was like, for example, I had the cat, I was video recording her. Mm-hmm. So obviously, she was asking me, How does it look? How does it look in the video? How does it look? So every time I'm saying, Okay, move to the left, move to the left a little bit. Move to the right. <laughs> oh, Everyone man. has to be professional. Everyone has to be professional. But I feel like she's got it in her. She has it in her. Yeah. I think yeah. so as well. She has the money, so she can afford to be anything she wants to be. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just so, like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I feel like we don't know a lot of people who are brave. Because even in Ghana, there are some that we met, but who they're not out and they probably wouldn't. And they probably would marry a, a man and kind of live in the closet. So we haven't really met somebody that's out and been so brave like you and it's just like for me like it's very refreshing yeah like it is really refreshing like and it's really brave like it's so brave thank you even our nigerian friends here are gonna see you and think wow 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to put it out there that I know a lot of people. I, I somehow the the whole being out there has put me in a position where I've met a lot of queer people and I've heard their stories and I know how brave it is for most of them to just exist, even though they're not out there just being loud like I am. But yeah. it's such a brave thing for them to even believe that they are worthy of existing the way they do. Their whole just getting over and unlearning the whole um religion and indoctrination yeah. has been taught to them over time has been a brave, bold step for them. So I know everybody can't be out there right now. Everybody's not out there right now. Mm-hmm. But I know some people are really being so brave and strong by just existing. Mm. and i feel like for me it was just a little bit of the a little bit of this a little bit of that and everything together made up this whole experience yeah uh i and also i also think some people have not really seen a need or a reason to start screaming that oh i'm this or start Mm -hmm. taking up their space meeting my girlfriend from the very first conversation we had i just knew that if i want to get her to see what i'm trying to say and i have to shout it out there she can't hear it through my mouth she has to hear it from the echo of what i've said and how mm. it bounces back yeah. to her when i met my girlfriend there were there were a lot of things that she didn't believe in she didn't believe in gay marriages she didn't believe in this she just she just felt like there were things about her that were just an abomination and she was carrying wow. some way carrying herself like that and she was she is not worse. She is this really beautiful person. And for that part of her life to overshadow the whole thing that I was seeing, I knew that I had to face the whole world. It was not a change her perspective or change her mentality. It's a scream to the whole world that this thing you are saying to this girl is wrong. This I'm saying is right. So if I'm sweet, like for the first two years that I was screaming to the world, she didn't even listen to me. Honestly, I won't lie. Like, she can even. She didn't, she didn't listen to me. She kept on saying, see, babe, you're shouting. Babe, you don't have to say this. <laughs> it's okay. Babe, I'm fine. Don't say this. But I kept on saying like, to the world, like, okay, no, this is wrong. This I've been saying, I've been saying for the past five years. It's so wild that people are just finding me right now. Yeah. So, like, some people don't have the reason or the incentive or the need. They don't have someone who probably is in front of them and they can't explain to them their worth. They can't explain to them their glory or their, their existence or the worth of it. So they just have to face the whole world or face their neighbors or face the society. For me, that was what it was. It wasn't even for myself because like, I've had to deal with other things and the whole family betrayal and family hurt and abusive parenting is the crown of my own traumatic experience in life. It wasn't mm-hmm. really my sexuality, but mm-hmm. talking about that and processing that and seeing so much healing that can come from that has even helped me in my own personal trauma of parent, like abusive parenting. That's helped me a lot, actually. That sets me free. Uh, that's, from, that's really good. Yeah. That's such a selfless thing to do for your girlfriend. Like, Ooh, it, she's so beautiful. If you meet her, you see why. We've yeah. <laughs> seen her in the vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't even get to see who I see because she's always so shy in the vlogs. I keep trying to like, just show them a little. I want them to see. <laughs> yeah, the real her. Oh, it's yeah, okay. I'm so shy, but like, 
I don't mind getting to see all that parts just for yourself, you know, you yeah. get you get that for yourself. <laughs> as long as she feels like she's worthy of existence as much as every other person, as much as a straight person, then yeah. you know, my job I can die. How long have you guys been together? Five years. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, that's so beautiful. Like this, the, the love is still very fresh, and mm. you see it emitting from your body. Like I could just, you could just, just see like this girl was your, just your other half, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I saw she was my friend, though. Like I saw my friend, and this is all through my life, and maybe that it comes from also the the loneliness I felt from being an abused child. Mm-hmm. I felt a kind of loneliness. I always wanted a friend, and I would write letters to my imaginary friend. And I kept those letters even with me too. Right now, I have those letters I wrote as a kid to a friend I didn't really know. So meeting her and hearing her story and hearing how that period of my life she was also somewhere. I was in Abuja. She was in Lagos. Also needing a friend. Mm-hmm. Also thinking yeah. of a friend. I just felt like we didn't know each other all those well, but subconsciously we were that friend. So. Mm-hmm. From the first day I met, I knew she was my friend, and I would do anything for my friend. So yeah, it's not yeah. even as much as the friendship that we have. That's beautiful. You know, you guys in lesbian years, how would five years is like twenty years in lesbian years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying that like five years, twenty years, lesbian years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a very long time. Five years, right? It mm. is. It is. Wow, that's beautiful. I hope that um you guys can get married and live the lives that you guys want to live. And have babies. Have some have babies. Babe, we're going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from the very first day I met her, that seems to be like a sensitive topic or subject for her so i never mentioned it or said anything about marriage mm, yeah. you see if marriage doesn't seem like it's something that's attainable it's like you don't even want to think about it because yeah. you don't know if it's even possible yeah yeah, yeah. right now i i heard her to I, I heard her some days ago she told someone on phone oh i'm going to marry her and i was like oh really <laughs> <laughs> Really? How do I hope my friend gets to hear this before me? I didn't know you were going to marry me. About that now, which is good. Oh, guys, that is beautiful, man. I don't mind doing this forever with her. Like to the day I die. That's why I told her, like, okay, we shouldn't talk about marriage, but I don't mind doing this. We do every day to the day I die. Yes. Oh, this is so beautiful. I I love it so much. Oh. I love it. Please, if you guys do decide to get married, just give, please send us the invites. <laughs> Wherever it is, we'll come. Hey, we're getting married. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, really, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for both of us because we have so, so what, much. So what would you say, would you love to stay in Nigeria and see a better Nigeria for you guys to exist in there? Honestly, honestly, yes. Not stay in a, oh, I'm here forever. I want to travel. I want to visit other places and learn other cultures. But essentially, I come from this place. I relate to this place. I know the streets. There are streets that I know the stories. There are trees I know from the very first day they were planted. There are things I can just relate to subconsciously, consciously. 
yeah. yes i want to better nigeria i want to be able to bring my kids here because from the way i'm seeing it i'm not even going to have kids here honestly mm. yeah but i want to be able to bring my kids here without um so much paranoia and anxiety looming over me yeah i want other nigerian queer people i think the, be- the thing the reason why one of the major reasons why i want a better nigeria for queer people is the support the support because i know my girlfriend and i went through a very a very dark time one of us almost died she almost died almost honestly wow. it's very 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 dark and years later we've been trying to process it and just up, up until last week i realized that one of the things that was missing that was very essential is the fact that we didn't have support from family from friends and that was that was so much that was too much because we had just met it was a year or two into our relationship we had moved past the whole honeymoon stage we're now beginning to meet meet each other's um childhood traumas and childhood demons and we're beginning to see and do things that trigger each other Mm. so it was a period where we both even could not hear each other we both felt attacked by each other just by just doing the normal things you do or express the normal things you express and the other person just feels attacked by it and we couldn't we couldn't communicate we couldn't talk we couldn't even have an outside person come and say okay this person sit down what is your problem this person sit down what is your problem let's hash out the issue it was just we both and we lived together yeah so it was we both trying to live together exist together hash out the issue grow together be in each other's space it was such a bad period of time. And I still note it today, if we had just one family, just one genuine friend, just one person that was there for us, that each person felt safe enough to open up to and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is how, what I feel about this thing. That would have made a whole lot yeah. of difference then. So I want the future for Nigerian queer people to change so that you can have support from family and friends. Support is important. Straight people think nothing, but I see my straight friends, I see just random straight people, the way they have their problems. You see a girl, she's having a problem, or you see her on Mother's Day, she's testing her her boyfriend's mother, happy Mother's Day. And Mm. it happened just past Mother's Day. They were all testing their boyfriend's mother, their girlfriend's mother. Some quite people can't even do that because their mothers don't know we exist. It's their parents a privilege, yeah. It's a yeah. privilege that straight people don't they don't they don't acknowledge because they it's their privilege and they're living it. So they don't acknowledge it. But it's so true, like oh it's so true. But um so I get it. I get yeah. you, wanna, you wanna better Nigeria for people who are queer and who are grown up now who are teenagers who are confused who need someone who need guidance who need someone to tell them that it's going to be okay because you didn't have that you know and if there was one person that told you that everything was going to be okay then it would have it would have made you feel maybe just a little bit better even if it's just a little bit better that's still something you know yeah so that really yeah. That. just someone who looks like the future or someone who looks like okay this is attainable or this can yeah. be the future how to forge a future from my head like there was no example there was nobody to look up to there was just nothing i had to fall i had to fail i had to rise i had to fall again i had to fail it was a lot of falling and failing and rising but you know i'm glad that this experience is mine but i just 
want it to be easier for the younger generation because the whole lot of time I spent falling and failing and trying and all of that, it could be a whole lot of time I should have spent living my best life, having yeah. doing normal young teenagers, young adult things and having a best time because this time, this our life, our time in this earth is not unlimited. It's such a short period of time. Yeah. We're going to be dead soon. So Very true. soon. That's so true. Wow. Yeah. And on that note, that was beautiful. That that made me feel a lot of different things, a lot of different emotions. Because <laughs> even, even like, even I feel like even your courage and everything, even your mindset is like even to us, even living in a country where it's okay for us to walk down the street like holding hands and stuff. It's not always the same. If you go into like a Ghanaian party, for example, it's not the same. So it's nice. So we can apply it to our lives as well, even here. So yeah, thank you for that. Thank you so much. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate Such a gem, aren't you? Such oh, a gem. Man, you're just you're just amazing, <laughs> are you? You're amazing. I'm shy. <laughs> thank you for joining us on our podcast, man. This has thank been a beautiful conversation. Yeah. And remind them again what your YouTube channel is and like where to find your social media. Amarian TV. My YouTube channel is Amarian TV. Amarian and TV. And you can add me on Instagram, D underscore Amarian. Just Amarian. Amarian is me. I'm Amarian. And you'll find me anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, love that. Love that. So everyone that's listening in, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, comments leave a review rate us review. all of that good stuff <laughs> follow us on instagram twitter all of that good stuff and make sure you use the hashtag tutus podcast when you are in conversation with this episode yeah. Ooh, yes <laughs> <laughs> so thanks guys peace Thank you. bye beautiful stuff beautiful